important question. What is truth? What is truth? And when he had said this, he went out again unto the Jews and saith unto them, I find in him no fault at all. Amen. I say again, like I've said many, many times before and many more times in the future, I don't find any fault with my God. Amen. You may be seated. The scripture said, here Pilate, this was a time at, they were about to crucify Jesus. And I know the world celebrates this day as being Easter, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And that's what I'm going to preach about this morning. The reason for the death, the reason for the burial, and the reason for the resurrection. Pilate therefore said unto him, Art thou a king then? And Jesus answered and he said, What do you say? What are you saying that I am? And Jesus said, To this end was I born, and for this cause came I into the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone that is in that is of the truth heareth my voice. And Pilate asked a question, what is truth? And I'm going to do my very best with the help of the Lord to reveal to you what truth is today. Amen. I'm so thankful for the sacrifice that was made on Calvary. And I am so thankful for the blood that was shed. And if you don't have that blood applied to your life, there is no better time than right now in this house today to apply the blood of Jesus Christ. I look at a world today that is uh, in turmoil. There's a lot of things going on across not only this great nation that we live in, but across the world. I, I don't know that I have ever heard of so much tragedy in such a short period of time. And... Uh, we look at distresses on every hand. We look at the Middle East, and they have always fought over there. And uh, so a lot of that is not new, but it is affecting us today. If you think it's not affecting you, just think about that the next time you pull up to fill your car up. What cost just a few days ago about $45 is now costing over $100 to get the same amount of product. When you go to the grocery store, you notice that the prices are climbing a little higher every day due to the conflict and the problems that we are facing in this world. Not only the country, but as we take a look at the world in general, just a few years ago, we had no idea. I don't, I don't guess. I, I really didn't pay much attention to it, but not a lot was said about tsunamis and what they were. And the first time I heard the word, I had to get somebody to tell me what it was. And uh, But here recently in the past few years, we know a certain what those things are. We look at this country just in the last couple of weeks. 
the tornadoes that have swept across this country. They said it has never been as great as it has been in the last couple of weeks. And uh, people getting destroyed, their homes, their belongings destroyed by bad weather. How, how long has it been since you have seen the Gulf Coast this dry at this time of year? They say, I was hoping that was rain, but they say that, that the country in this part of the country is, is almost as dry as it was back in the Dust Bowl times of the, the great problems that they were having there. And um, the, the, the country has made light of our governor of this state because he has requested that people pray for rain. And people think that that is very foolish. I tell you today, if we have ever prayed before in our life, we better learn how to pray today. We need God. We need the help of God. I look at people that are groping. They're, they're looking like they're groping in darkness, trying to find happiness, trying to find joy, trying to find peace. They say that happiness, the difference, one of the big difference between happiness and joy is happiness is a feeling. Joy is an attitude. It is a posture. It is a position. It is a place. Happiness is caused by things that happen around us and circumstance will mar it. But joy flows on through trouble. Joy flows through the dark. Joy flows through the night as well as the day. Joy flows through persecution and opposition. It is unceasing it is an unceasing fountain bubbling in the heart, a secret spring that the world cannot see and doesn't know anything about. The Lord gives His people joy when they walk in obedience to Him. Billy Sunday, a great uh, evangelist of years past in 1862 through 1935 said, if you have no joy in your religion, there's a leak in your Christianity. And I believe that today, that, that if you have no joy in your religion, something is wrong. The world is not short on religion. Amen. Brother Duplessy made uh, mention of reading the paper this morning, the article about different religions and they they are developing different religions every day to try to make people happy and to try to encourage people and try to uh, lift people up. Happiness is sometimes just a choice. Abraham Lincoln once said that people are just about as happy as they choose to be. Some people are not happy because they don't want to be happy. Some people are not happy because they're always looking for problems. Y'all probably don't know anything about that and probably have never been associated with anybody like that. You can feed some people ice cream and they say it's too sweet. You can feed them lemons and they say it's too sour. 
Amen. We are very, we are very complicated people. We boil our tea to get it hot. We put ice in it to get it cold. We put sugar in it to get it sweet. And we put lemon in it to make it sour. So we are very complicated people to ever make happy. You that are married, look at your spouse sitting beside you. They're complicated at times to make happy. It's always, oh, y'all loosen up a little bit. We're going to have fun in here today. But it, it's, um, it's, how many has teenagers? Hmm. Try to make them happy. It's what we're going to do next, where we're going to go next, what you're going to buy me next. You ever heard that? Before you get through the cashier's line, it's saying, boy, I'd like to have that over there. Boy, I'd like to enjoy that. What would it be to have that? Why can't you get me that? So people are very complicated in the fact of making happy. We look at, at religion today, and, and a lot of it is trying to bring peace to people's lives. We look at Jesus preached his first sermon on the mount. It contains nine principles of happiness. The word blessed here in uh, the scripture of Matthew chapter 5 can be translated into the word happy. And it practically means the same thing. The scripture says in Matthew chapter 5 verses 2 through 12, we find Jesus preaching on the Sermon on the Mount and he said he opened his mouth and taught them saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the mercifuls, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you, and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. If you would please today, we could take and we could say, Happy are the poor in spirit. We could say, Happy are they that mourn. We could say, happy are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. We could say, happy are the merciful, so, so on and so forth. Happy are they that are obeying the word and the commandments of God. Worldly desires. No amount of striving is going to produce happiness. No amount of manipulation no amount of control is going to lead to fulfillment. The less you are able to experience inner peace, the more you will require material symbols like a bigger house. Amen. Have you noticed in the past few years, I can remember when I was a young, young 
When I was a young boy, when I was a boy, I'm still a young man. But when I was a boy, I can remember that houses were practical. They were built for a purpose. Amen. One of the great purposes was a kitchen. Oh, thank God. Uh, most houses today, we can just leave them out. They're unused. Uh, <laughs> we better not get into that. But, but we, uh, you know, they were, they were practical. They, they were pretty much square. There was not a lot of cuts. There was not a lot of corners. There was not a lot of, a lot of, uh, extravagant things on them. You would, you was either a wood frame house. You was pretty much a brick house, a block house. That's about all that there was to houses. But now, houses have become a status symbol. Amen. You, you look at houses today, you'd get lost in some of them, just wandering around all the corners and all the, they, 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 you look in the kitchen today, it's less used than it was in the past, but we have more things. Amen. And, and all of these things will not fulfill. The more you try to fulfill, uh, that longing in your soul, the bigger house will not do it. The faster or the newer car will not do it. A bigger or a brighter boat will not do it. A, large, a larger salary will not satisfy the thirst for happiness in the human soul. Ecclesiastes chapter 1 and verse number 17. We read about a very smart and a very intelligent, a very wise man that said, And I gave my heart to no wisdom. And to know madness and folly, I perceive this, that this also is vexation of the spirit. Folly here just simply means silliness or foolishness. Ecclesiastes chapter 2 and verse number 11 says, Then I looked on all the works that my hands had wrought, everything that I have built, and on the labor that I have labored to do them. He had built him houses. He had built him temples. He had built all of the beautiful fountains and different things. And he said, Behold, all was vanity and vexation of spirit. And there was no, no profit under the sun. All underlining lust provides to be nothing but vanity when they are fulfilled. If I had this or if I had that, that would satisfy me. I'm here to tell you today, a larger car, a larger home, a different wife or a different husband won't satisfy that longing that is in the heart and the soul of man. Experiences are possessions. You ever went somewhere on a vacation? that you desired and you thought about for years and you finally saved up your money to get there. And then when you got there, it was kind of like, okay, I've been here, I've done this, what are we going to do next? And it never fulfilled. Everything left Solomon empty and feeling vain. Thus will always be with man who turns from God, knowing him, and being so fully satisfied in his blessings. Second Peter chapter 2 verses 20 and 22 tells us about
turning from the things of God unto the beggarly elements of this world. There is a void. Now let me preach to you just a few moments this morning. There is a void that is created on the inside of every living creature. We find that the scripture said in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And then it says out of the dust of the ground God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air. And then God spoke unto them and they became living creatures. But then God formed man out of the dust of the ground in his own image. And then he done something a little bit special. He breathed unto man the breath of life and man became a living soul. Amen. I look at people looking for for happiness and looking for joy and looking for peace and you can't find it in this world. This world will produce a sense of happiness but it will never give you the inner being of a joyful person. Only God can fulfill the longing on the inside of mankind. Amen. Amen. We find a world that has gone crazy today. We find young people, and not only young people, but middle-aged and elderly alike trying to find fulfillment on this world and what this world can do. Amen. People try to fulfill their, their happiness by alcohol, and it will not give you happiness and it certainly will not give you peace. We look at people that turn to drugs, narcotics, and different things to try to lose their self and their problems, only to find out when they come down from that high, they have only developed more problems and more agony and more pain. What is it in the soul of a man or a woman that is searching for happiness? Amen. I come to tell you that's the reason, amen, that Jesus came into this world. That is the reason that Jesus allowed himself to, to be stretched out on a tree. That is the reason why he allowed them to drive the nails into his hands and into his feet. That is the reason why he allowed them to lift him up. Amen. Because he said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all man unto me. Amen. Amen. It is a reason. They looked at it like his disciples could not understand it. His followers could not see the rhyme or the reason why Jesus would allow himself to go to Calvary's hill. But Jesus told Pilate, he said, don't worry too much about it, Pilate. Because this is the reason I come into this world. Amen. Jesus comes seeking. He come to save.
that which was lost. We find in John chapter 3 there was one of the Pharisees named Nicodemus that come to Jesus. He was a ruler of the Jews and he came to Jesus by night. In John chapter 3 and verse number 1 through verse number 8, let me read it to you this morning. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews, the same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot enter or he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh, that which is born of spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I say unto thee, ye must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and now hearest the sound thereof, but cannest not tell whence it cometh, or whither it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. Amen. Nicodemus looked at Jesus and he was marveled. Amen. He was puzzled. He was he was wondering, what are you talking about? How can I be reborn? And Jesus said, I'm not talking about the natural birth, but this is the reason why I came into the world. Amen. I came into the world, Nicodemus, for those who are hunting and those who are searching for happiness. Oh, hallelujah. Those who are looking for an inner source of joy. Amen. Those who are hungry for joy in their life can find something that is fulfilling. Amen. I want to tell you today, for this reason, Jesus went to Calvary. Amen. For this reason, he died on Calvary. For this cause, he gave his life. And he was placed in a bald tomb. And he rose again where you could be filled with the Spirit of God. Amen. Amen. There is nothing, nothing like the Holy Ghost. That void that is there. Let me talk to you just a moment. Amen. That, that feeling that you have. You have been lonely. You ever been out somewhere by yourself and you're lonely? Amen. And you're looking to get around some people to, to kind of liven things up. And then when you leave the group again, you're feeling that lonely feeling, that, that longing, like, like something is missing. Amen. Let me explain to you what the missing ingredient is in your life today. That missing ingredient is not another car. That missing ingredient is not more money, but that missing ingredient in your life is the Holy Ghost, which is the Spirit of God that comes in and dwells on the inside of a soul of a man. 
Amen. First Peter chapter 1 and verse number 8 it says, Whom having not seen you love, and whom though now ye see him not, yet believe ye, rejoice with joy unspeakable. How do I have that joy? you got to get God. Amen. How do I get God? Acts chapter 2 and verse number 38. When they were in the upper room, they began to ask the question devout men, men from all over the known world at that time, asked the question of the disciples, said, what must we do? What shall we do? In Acts chapter 2 and verse number 38, Peter said, then repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and ye shall be filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. He said, this is a promise unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The power, the power, you've got to repent. After you repent, you've got to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Some people refer to it the Holy Spirit. Call it Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost. It's the Holy Ghost. Amen. Referred to in the Bible more times as the Holy Ghost and the Holy Spirit, but both of them are the same thing. What is it? What is it? Is it a ghost? Is it, is it a spirit flowing around? It is the Spirit of God. For this cause, I came into the world. Amen. And then you take on the name of Jesus Christ in water baptism. That's the death, the burial, and the resurrection to a new man and a new creature in Christ Jesus. Amen. I look at the scripture today. And you say, oh man, I, I, I tell you, there is power in the name. There is power in a name. Amen. If you want something, you've got to call on the name. Amen. I might cross some of your theological beliefs, but listen at what the Word of God would have to say to you this morning. A lot of people says, oh, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 28 and verse number 19, go into all the world, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy. You are exactly right. That is exactly what it said. It said in the name of the Father. Amen. We find what the name, what is the name of the Father. Let's read in the scripture what the name of the Father was. They said, oh, why didn't Jesus say, just baptize in Jesus' name? The death, the burial, and the resurrection, and the ascension, and the glory had not happened yet. And so he told them, now this is all going to be fulfilled. And he gave Peter the keys to the kingdom of heaven, the New Testament plan of salvation. And on Acts 
the second chapter, Peter took those keys and stuck them in the door that had been closed for thousands of years and opened up the New Testament plan of salvation. We find in John chapter 5, verse number 43, Jesus said, What is the name of the Father? Jesus speaking here, it's written in red in your word. It says, I am come in my Father's name. Who was talking? It was Jesus that was doing the speaking. What is the name of the Son? That's very simple. Everyone would probably agree on that. And she shall bring forth the Son. Matthew chapter 1 and verse number 21 and she shall bring forth the Son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. Then we look in the Word of God in John chapter 14 and verse number 26. The Scripture says in 14 and 26, He said, What is the name of the Holy Ghost? But the Comforter. This is Jesus speaking here again. Written in red, but the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name. He shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. So we find the name of the Father in John chapter 5 and verse 43. We find the name of the Son, Matthew chapter 1 and verse 21. We find the name of the Holy Ghost, the Comforter, in John chapter 14 and verse 26. I'm here to tell you today, I don't want to cross your, your, your theological plan of salvation that you have been taught from a child. But I want to tell you what the Word of God says. Amen. If you want to call one individual in this congregation, Amen, you don't call them, Hey, fathers. If I want Brother Allen to stand up, I don't say, Hey, father, stand up. Hey, son, stand up. Hey, husband, stand up. But I said, hey, Brother Allen, won't you stand up over there? And that's what gets his attention. I want to tell you, when we are calling on Jesus, if we want him to apply the blood to our life, when we go down in a watery grave in the name of Jesus, it applies the blood. Any other way, honey, you just got wet. Amen. That's the reason why you don't feel any joy. That's the reason why you don't feel satisfied. That's the reason why you're still looking and still searching. Amen. There's one way to be saved, and that's the Bible way. Amen. People are looking for joy. Give me some joy. Give me some peace. And they smoke a cigarette. Give me some joy. Give me some peace. And your God hadn't delivered you from drugs. And still, after you, after you went to God, you accepted God as your Savior. You, you went through the ritual of shaking the preacher's hand. You might have confessed to the priest. You might have went to every place that you could go to try to find help and try to find strength and try to try to find that inward joy and that inward peace people today 
change movement. All it's within yourself. You've got to dig deep within yourself. I tell you, the deeper you dig in yourself, the more confused and the more twisted up you will become. Because when you look into yourself, it's an empty space that God said, I went to Calvary. Woo! I let him drive the nails in my hand. I let him pierce me in the side. I let him place a crown of thorns on my head. I let him wrap me up and put me in a borrowed tomb. But I am risen today and I'm alive forevermore where you can find joy, where you can have happiness, and where you can have peace in God. Oh, hallelujah. I must hurry. I know a lot of you has got dinner on the table. But I know a lot of you are hurting today. I know there's a lot of people in here that are searching today. Why can't I? Have you ever asked yourself and just ask nobody or ask God, why can't I be happy? Why can't I have peace? Why does it always have to be a problem? Why is there always something hurting on the inside of me? You're in the right place today. You're in a place where you can lift your hands toward heaven and say, God, it's me that's hurting. It's me that's searching. It's me that's longing. You may be a backslider in this place today running from God for years. Just to and fro, trying to find something to take the place of what you used to have and what you left behind. And try to convince yourself that you don't believe in God and you don't think the Holy Ghost is real. And try, you will never convince yourself of that. You know too much. You know too much. You've felt the power of God. You've been in the presence of God and you can try to run as far as you want to go. David said, if I make my bed in hell, you're going to be there. If I ascend up into heaven, you're going to be, where can I go that I can run from the presence of God? I want to tell you the reason why you can't run is because that empty space inside you is like a magnet. Amen. There's something everywhere you go. It's pulling. It's tugging. Amen. I want to tell you the reason why Calvary is so important. Jesus, amen, could fill you with this precious spirit. Amen. He don't want you to leave and dissatisfied this morning. He don't want you to leave with that hole in your heart today. He don't want you to leave hungry today. But He is here to feed you. He is here to fill you. Hallelujah. Let's all lift our hands and pray right now in Jesus' name. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Only Jesus can satisfy your soul. Only Jesus can cleanse your heart and make it whole. You're laying there 
tossing and turning in your bed from another night of parting that did not bring fulfillment. And you're wondering, will I ever be happy? I want to tell you there's hope for you in this place right now. Mm, I know it's, it's what the world calls Easter Sunday morning and we got a lot of plans, but we don't have too many plans that we can't take a moment out of our busy schedule to let God have His way right now. Hallelujah. Help me, church. Almighty oh, God. Mighty God. The Scripture says in Psalms chapter 5 and verse number of 11, But let all those that put their trust in Thee rejoice. Let them ever shout for joy because Thou hast offended them. Let them also that love Thy name be joyful in Thee. Hallelujah. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Just a minute. Church, if you'd pray ever so softly with me right now, God's trying to talk to someone's heart. I know the devil's given you every excuse in the world. And his main excuse is, oh, wait till some other time. This is, this is not the proper, proper time. What, what better time? What better Sunday? What better day? What better opportunity to come and bow your knee before God? Shaking my hand ain't going to do you one bit of good. Confessing your faults and your problems to me, it's not going to save you. And if you've done that to anybody else, it's not going to save you. You've got to confess them to Jesus. You've got to say, God, I'm sorry. God, have mercy on me. And you've got to ask God to come into your life and fill you with His Spirit. And then you must be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And rise to walk in the newness of life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As we all stand, they sing the song tonight. Only Jesus. Only Jesus. He'll give you peace. He'll give you that joy. Keep praying with me just a moment. Sweet love and joy. For this call. When Jesus was on Calvary, He had this service today on His mind. He knew that you would be here. He knew that you would be here. He knew what kind of problems you were going to be facing in life. And He said, I'm allowing them to do this to me. Because I am buying your salvation. I wonder this morning if you'd like to step out by faith. Make your way to this altar and say, here I am, God.
Here I am, God. He'll give you peace. It's me, God. I'm searching like for joy. I'm searching for See an inner peace. I'm searching for happiness, God. Oh, hallelujah. As the church steps out in her behind the pew, would you come? Would you come with the church family this morning? It's me, God. I need help. Let's gather around this front. Everyone in this house is welcome to gather around this front. Lift up your hands to heaven and say, Here I am, God. I need you. And only the question that Pilate asked, what is truth? The truth is, here, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. You must serve Him with everything that is within you. You must repent. You must be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And you must be filled with the Holy Ghost. That is the New Testament plan of salvation.